Uh, I've been recording this whole thing. I record Fantastic. everything. I'm, yeah. I'm just constantly recording right now. Mm-hmm. That's, that's wonderful. Uh, that's my life. <laughs> that's my life. I record everything. And, yeah. and uh, I guess I'm John Moles. I am Lex Friedman. I'm John Armstrong, the nothing. Welcome <laughs> to the last day of our freedom on turning this car around. You're 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 John Armstrong Prime, I believe. Is what you that say. that would be the correct designation, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and especially in terms of time travel. Right, right. You want to you got to keep track of that, Prime and you want to and you want to jump on that one because you know there are infinite mm-hmm. John Armstrongs. Right, right. And you don't want them, you know, trying to, trying to get that the uh, the prime. Come back to the prime moniker. Mm-hmm. Right. You want to uh, you want to be Universe One. We've been watching a show, me and my girlfriend, called Travelers. Yeah. And the premise of the show is that... I saw the whole thing. What, what? I saw, I've seen the whole thing. You watched all of it? So we, we, we've watched season, all of yeah. it, too. What did you think? Yeah. I liked it. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I think it's got a good pacing to it. It's yes. Some of it's slow, um, but it, that helps, you know, make the whole... Uh, story work throughout the the first season like i mean i think some of the marvel stuff which i love on netflix suffers because they don't <laughs> their pacing is off mm. um interesting yeah and i think this works better and i thought I, the, I, the acting was good in the story it was interesting i mean i don't I think, think it's you know it's not earth shattering i don't think it's as good as like westworld but um mm. but it's good i don't think lex watches any of the things we just talked about no i was i've been thinking about watching travelers though I I would recommend it. Um, I think it's an easy, easily accessible show. You don't have to know a lot of backstory, and there's some cool. Uh, there's a nice premise to it. However, yeah. it's a time travel show. I love time travel. Hence <laughs> the word. Yeah. Have you traveled back in time to make the show better? Is that what I'm sensing right now? Go go again. So. <laughs> it didn't stick. Yeah. Something something got undone. Yeah, mm-hmm. in in the time stream. Mm-hmm. Um, Listen to the called... other timeline. This show's great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so I started sure. watching Travelers um, because I needed I need to watch shows that are. I've said this before on the rebound, but um, when I make dinner, I want to watch a TV show that uh, you know Hank will often join me to make dinner, and so it, it needs to be something that he can watch too. Um, right. And I started watching the OA, and then you know <laughs> there's a very very graphic sex scene like. Two thirds of, yeah. of the episode, and like, or yes. a third of the way into the episode, and I was like, yes. "Whoops, okay." I mean, he wasn't yeah. in the room, fortunately, but um, did not check that, did not vet that thoroughly enough. So, mm. uh, so then I started watching Travelers, and um, and then when that was done, I started watching The Crown, also very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we started watching, and then when he came in, um, The Crown was a little slow for him when we he came in to help me with dinner. So um, we switched over to Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events. Oh, how is that? Um, it's Get good. Ready to show that to my kid who loves it. It's really good. I good, think it's. Good. I mean, I think it's very funny for adults too. It sounds like. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of like I'm at the point now where I like I'm thinking I, I, I might I, I kind of want to watch it when he's not around, <laughs> mm. but I'm holding mm-hmm. off. Hey, my doorbell rang. I'll be right back. You guys keep talking. <laughs> uh, the OA. Let's just talk about That's that. That's funny because I was thinking about his doorbell. 
thinking about mm-hmm. his doorbell and when yeah. someone was going to ring it. You're like, anyway, did you, tra- did you travel in time, go to his doorbell, ring the doorbell and say, don't travel back in time to make the show. <laughs> yes. Cause it. I have something very important to talk to you about. <laughs> right. So about when I'm not listening. Okay. Oh, damn. He's back. So time travel prime. So if you're, uh, by the way, that, that, um, James Franco Kennedy thing. I like that too. That's also a time travel thing. Oh, I love oh, that this, one, the, this show. Did you like the show? The, the Kennedy one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really? Okay. I started I reading the book. the book. I, you know, it's a Stephen King book, so it's nine million pages long. Yes. Um, and I, I started reading it and was interesting. And then I, you know, it was one of those things where I looked up at like how far I was into it. And I'd been reading it for like three months and I was like a quarter of the way through. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> I'm actually currently reading a book by Stephen King's son called the fireman. And he's the same problem. We're like, Oh, I can just go and go and go and go and go and go. Yeah. And that has been a little bit painful because like I've been reading this book forever and I'm still at the halfway point, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I enjoyed the 1122 C3 book. It was long. And the TV show was actually, I'm not a huge James Franco fan to be honest, but I have enjoyed, I, I really enjoyed that Hulu series. It was good. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I thought they did a nice job with it. And I thought he was really good actually. Um, when he's not high, I, he's I started great. watching that. I started. Well, I don't think I got halfway through the first episode, and it, I felt like the production values weren't that great. You know what? So the story will suck you in. Like it gets really good. Like the story right. just really gets involved. Okay. So maybe I need to and give it, let it bake a little bit more. Um. So the OA, we were we watched that. We got through that, and um, yeah, like that's an interesting thing and apparently the lead actress she created and wrote the series which is oh. really rare uh these days to see a woman allowed to to helm and write and act in uh these days and every days before these days exactly right well i'm, I'm saying it's surprising these days because you would expect more of it as it, in my world oh, in okay. my timeline mm, i see right the right. alternate that's where i'm trying to go with that timeline right yeah. uh the but anyway it's <laughs> very one, good the one where the the election turned out differently <laughs> yeah i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah well, uh, yeah with this we're in an election i have no free. opinion of this <laughs> uh i just lex i know this might be a little awkward as pretty much every episode is for you um it's and great. me also but um <laughs> yeah right <laughs> but uh we're gonna go to the to the march tomorrow or uh yeah we're leaving tomorrow we're gonna go to the march for saturday in, in, in the washington oh, you're going to D.C. oh wow yeah, we're driving down. Good for you. Good for you. Um, and, we are going uh, to the one in Olympia on Saturday. Nice. Yeah. I wonder if the weather's going to be better for you than it will be for us. I think Lex will just be marching around his house. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hopefully in just underwear. I just hope. No, the, the weather is supposed to be bad. It's supposed to be mm-hmm. raining. Like, and, and it's the, the way it's been raining the past few days, it's just cold, not cold Ugh. enough to snow, um, and just so, pouring down rain. That miserable winter rain. That is some of yep. my favorite marching weather. Mm. <laughs> so you're, you're going to be marching in, in cold rain? Is that what you're saying? That's that's it. That, to me, is like, regardless of what you're marching for, like, I'm, I don't know if it's in support or uh, in opposition or anything, but regardless <laughs> of the topics, um, mm-hmm. that feels like, especially, you know, meritous, meritorious of coverage, right? Like, because people marching in, in sunshine, people can do that all day marching like in cold rain like that takes mm-hmm. a special level of passion slash yeah. yes i would agree with that i would agree so good on you gotta be done yeah 
I mean, my yeah. wife made one of those hats. She um, crocheted one of those hats. Oh, a uterus? No, it's a cat. It's just the cat ear thing. Uh. Ah. <laughs> she, when she was talking about it, I thought it was going to be <laughs> graphic sexual part. <laughs> Uh, but instead, no. it's the boring stuff. That was not it. Yeah, instead, yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I'm not some... saying it's not sexy. I'm just, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's uh, there's some posters for the march, which have been um, created, and one of them deals with um, grabbing of a certain female mm-hmm. anatomy. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, part. That's really and, good. Um, Hank, Hank and Karen both got t-shirts for the, for the march. Um, what do the t-shirts say? Karen says, um, love Trump's hate. Mm-hmm. And, um, Hank's says dump Trump. And it's the, it's Donald Trump as the poop emoji. I, nice. I, um, <laughs> I, uh, I will say with no editorializing on the quality of those shirts or the content of those shirts, I have sometimes found that the love Trump's hate message is ambiguous. Yeah. Like, are you yeah. saying <clears throat> that love is better than hate? Or are you saying, boy, I really love <laughs> Trump's hatred. love Trump's hate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know. Mm. I think having that word in there is just is bad. Optics, yeah. Frankly, but you know, well, she did not ask. She did not ask my opinion when when ordering the shirt, <laughs> you as you might it. imagine, <laughs> which is fair. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, I'm going to send you guys a little. I've uh, sent a link to uh, the the shirt designs that I'm referring to at this time, uh, and also the uh, non pussy grabbing. So it's it's a great shirt, and I think whether or not you're going to go to the march, I think it's good for um children to uh have this sentiment and i'm going to describe it for the readers just in case it doesn't make show notes or where we get lost uh there's a image of a tiger with an open (laughs) mouth and then the words not (laughs) up for grabs so i think that's an angry tiger's brow supposed to be um indicative of something (laughs) hmm that's interesting right (laughs) just wondering yeah, could be, could be. Little uh, labial uh, inference there. <laughs> Just that may be the show title today. Or it's possibly I don't I don't know what no. one looks like. No labial <laughs> inference. That's not a good. It's <laughs> a band name. Or it's an event in the. Uh, space is it is it actually a band name, or is that you're just saying it's a, it would be a good band name? It, it would be a good. Be. Okay. Band name. Um, you know, it's funny. I had a conversation with. Um, uh, Anya yesterday, right? Today, actually, too, on the way to school, because uh, she has to go to school early every day for something. Sometimes it's band, sometimes it's course, sometimes it's newspaper, and uh, we have some we have some one on one chats during those drives. And I was talking to her about how I'm not going to say, and listeners don't know. I, I get frequent tweets now from turning this car around listeners wondering what my political viewpoints are since I've never <laughs> shared them. Um, you know, I was either saying to her, "Gosh, I'm so uh, I'm so." Uh, frustrated that the president-elect is getting so much grief or I'm so frustrated the president-elect is going to be the president-elect. But I was saying, like, I've never felt this passionate um, about a presidency before. Mm. And I was saying, like, I don't know what effect that has on you, dear Anya, like, and what it means for you as a kid. <laughs> like, um, 
because it feels like it's an unusual situation to be growing up in, um, to have a, a dad who's so like unhappy. And then I realized that's, that's gotta be happening all the time, right? Half the mm. time, uh, parents seem really like i guess you know recent presidential elections half the people are like hey i totally like this guy and half the people are hey i totally hate that guy um but it's i don't know it just feels weird when you're uh uh when you're unhappy um and you're like okay Mm -hmm. that's the you know it's just it's i don't know it's a weird situation i'm I'm curious about how you uh, are like your kids going to the marches with you uh do they question the fact that they are getting there do they recognize that some of their political opinions are informed by the fact that they're your kids and that they're learning from you or do they just kind of accept it as gospel and like do you are you stressed about it at all like is it scary for you at all to say hey kids join me at a political protest uh my girlfriend was raised speaking up so she was raised where you march and i think that maybe not as young as we're taking the, the kids now but that was something that they did uh as a family not maybe all of them. Uh, it may have happened after uh, her parents split, but she has memories of all kinds of marches, and and um, she's protested a bunch of stuff. I mean, uh, the list is long, but um, she's done a lot of marches, and so for her, this is about civic responsibility to be heard and to uh, raise a voice so that it's clear to those in power that there is this this voice out there or these voices and so it's less about hey kids we're cramming our political beliefs down your throat it's more about we're protesting and here's why and here's some things you can protest like here's some ideas for you and so they're all making their own signs and they'll be interesting to see what happens we're doing that i think tonight and tomorrow night as our family Mm -hmm. time fun and um i'm this whole thing has reminded me so much of Watergate because when I was a kid, I was very little when Watergate happened. And I remember a similar conversation that my parents had with us, Lex, that mm-hmm. my, my mom was a huge Nixon supporter. And so much, she got a letter from him, like a, I'm sure it was robo signed, but still it was a letter, typewritten they didn't letter. They robos back then. <laughs> well. <laughs> Intern signed. Yeah. But it was it was a letter from Richard Nixon thanking her for her work and to help the campaign. And she actually went back to D.C. a bunch of stuff. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. So when Watergate happened and all the stuff started coming out, my parents were devastated and they were really upset. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they had yeah. supported this guy to elections and... It, I mean, they, they, they stayed Republicans. It wasn't like they left the party or anything, but they really... It was a tough time. And a lot of, you know, my family, we're, no matter what you believe politically, it's okay to talk about it, even though you're going to be told you're wrong by somebody, no matter what side you're taking, someone in my family will tell you you're wrong. That's, and so (laughs) my dad was like, it wasn't like he was like heartbroken. It was just like, well, the president's done some things that aren't, aren't good. And, um, and I just remember the the general feeling of it. I don't remember the exact words, but the, the to see them t- telling us this about the president was a big deal. And it really shaped what came after for me, like when Ford pardoned Nixon. I mean, I started reading the news and watching the news after Watergate. Watergate was yeah. the tipping point for me of, of, I need to maybe watch the news myself and see what I think, 
which was a good thing. And so that's kind of how I'm viewing this with the kids is that we're introducing them to this, this idea of speaking up and hopefully whether they agree or not, that they will, they will see that this is a valid way to express and, um, stand up. Yep. Get up, stand yep. up. Um, interestingly, I was even thinking, and it sounds insane to me, but I'm saying it here on this podcast. I'm breaking news on this podcast just mm. because that makes me take it a little bit more seriously. I, I am thinking about running uh, for the township committee here in Manalapan, New Jersey, uh, elections at the end of the year. Um, I actually don't think I will win, <laughs> uh, although I'm going to try uh, if I run because... Uh, folks in the political party to which I am, of which I'm a member, <laughs> typically don't win elections in my town. Is that <laughs> the podcast out. party? Mm. Yeah, the podcast party doesn't win a lot of elections. But I was, I was thinking of running, and uh, one of my hesitations, I have a couple. One of them is I'd have to leave my job, not allowed to hold any public office in work. Yeah, jobs. I was wondering That's how funny. that was going to work. And then two is. Uh, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't want to lose. You don't run uh, in with hopes of losing, uh, except for maybe one exception. But mm. I, it would just be, uh, I think my kids would be devastated if I lost. Like they would be very upset. And so I feel like I would only be willing to do it if I could convince them that it's okay if I don't win. Yeah, so Richard Nixon, you know, yeah. famously said, I am not a crook. He did. But you know what he wouldn't have said? He wouldn't have said, I am not a crook if he had lived to see the era of Blue Apron, which sadly for him, he did not. Uh, but we do, gentlemen. We live in the uh, the Blue Apron era. So let's talk about it. First of all, Blue Apron sends, if you are fortunate enough to be a podcast host on a world-famous podcast like this one, Blue Apron sends you food if they sponsor your show. Uh, we made the catfish this week, and it was like crazy good. Uh, crazy good. And you feel like a freaking pro when you're cooking it, which is also exciting. Uh, not to, So set aside the fact that the food is delicious, which it is. It's also, it, you feel good about the fact that you're eating it because, you know, the beef is raised humanely. The chickens are free range. The pork is raised naturally. The seafood is sourced sustainably. It's, uh, they're doing good things. Um, and when we cook Blue Apron, we do it all together as a family. We follow the instructions together and the kids get into it. It's fun. Some of the meals avail available in January. Spicy shrimp and Korean rice cakes with cabbage and furikake. Oh, you know what? They have it spelled out here and it says fear cake. So maybe it's fear cake. I don't know. <laughs> Pork chops and garlic piccata with scallion rice and spinach. I'm going to say this last one of my Richard Nixon impression. Mushroom and chipotle pepper enchiladas with lime sour cream. But <laughs> that was actually, that was pretty good. Uh, ch check out, check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping. My God, they're literally giving it away by going to blueapron.com slash turning blueapron.com slash turning. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home cooked meals with blue apron. So don't wait. That's blue apron.com slash turning blue apron a better way to cook but not to crook <laughs> so john did you did your what was your political like upbringing were you like uh, family protest not, or not much not much no no we i don't recall a, a single instance of that um and we we talked about stuff but we didn't we didn't really talk about it that much i don't think mm. uh and, I, and then i remember talking about it with my my brothers, I mean, because as we started going to school, current events were discussed. Mm -hmm. I just, I remember the only thing I like, I used to share a room with my brother for a while when I was, you know, younger. Um, and I remember when we woke up, like, I remember being somehow disappointed that Carter won. <laughs> 
Ah, yes. <laughs> early on. Um, and my parents, my parents um, are not, I think they tended to vote Republican a little bit more than Democrat, but they, they crossed the aisle on plenty of occasions. Um, Interesting. And, uh, and voted for Anderson instead of uh, oh, Reagan. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my sister did that. And that was a source of some family arguments also. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I remember my dad vote, voted for Perot. And my mom voted for Bill Clinton, both of which were at the time unusual votes for them. Mm. Wow. I think maybe the only time they voted for different candidates. Lex, my, my family political history, my uh, great grandfather was the mayor of a town in Utah. And um, he was not, I don't think, practicing LDS. And he still won. And I don't know what his political affiliation was. Uh, in Utah, it is common for candidates who are running for local office, like state state representatives, state senate, mayor, you know, any any local offices to not indicate a party affiliation. Um and hmm. some of that is due to that Salt Lake the city proper is very liberal, but the outlying uh townships, communities, whatever municipalities are more more uh heavily LDS and and also thusly more conservative. And so they align with the GOP. So it's uh, you don't have to announce your political, you know, party if you ran. You wouldn't necessarily need to stand up as like, I am a podcast party, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. partisan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interesting. So I mean, it takes 12 seconds of research on me to figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but no, that's interesting. It's interesting. There was a there was an open seat on the Tacoma um city council and i really thought about putting my name in um i never would have won in a million years i mean tacoma's big and we you know there are people who are way more qualified and much you know <laughs> would be much better at it than me um but you know i've reached the point where I'm, i need i need to do things and i just don't know mm-hmm. what those things are yet no get so, involved man my dad was yeah. a city councilman for for a couple of terms in my little town and yeah I think he had ambitions. I think he would have been the mayor, but he had an illness. And then uh, my mom started a business, I think, as a result of that illness. And so, or in conjunction with, uh, as a way to kind of make sure the family was going to be okay. And so um, he kind of stopped. But I remember as a kid, my mom coming in in the morning and being like, well, your father won. You know, it was like, yeah. I don't know what at the time I was private city council, but I, I was like, just he won. That was it. However, they had prepared us for the loss. They had said, look, mm-hmm. you know, and he had actually run uh, for state auditor, like in the fifties or sixties or something and, um, didn't win. And he managed somebody's campaign too. It was kind of crazy, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, my dad was yeah. political. Yeah. The way our township government works here is there's a, a committee, <laughs> the township committee. And, uh, they, uh, one of those people is the mayor and it rotates like every year, which one of those people is the mayor. It's very oh, bizarre. Wow. That is very bizarre. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's how it goes. Mm. I wonder um, if we could do that for president. It's, uh, mm. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> just, you know, just for the next four years, try it out <laughs> every month or so. Mm. Just to circle back on something I said, like, I obviously, um, I don't, I don't feel that way about Carter anymore. <laughs> just mm. to, close that circle because um you know i was i think i was when was that i was tw- i was 12 wow is that right yeah damn yeah so that's interesting because that's that's about that's hank's age so this 
<laughs> we'll mm. see how Hank feels when he's doing his his um, hollow podcast. Uh, <laughs> his hollow cast. 40, 40 years from now. Mm-hmm. No, you can't call it the hollow cast. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I'm going to slide with Lex on this one. I think that's a good... I meant hologram cast, mm-hmm. not hollow... Mm-hmm cost just on the record <laughs> okay, okay since we're since tomorrow That's a new fair. administration is taking uh oh, oh is that true i hadn't even heard yeah no no it's a, it's a big day is tomorrow big inauguration <laughs> maybe it won't happen <laughs> maybe um, the timeline is going to be altered by time travelers mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, I I want to tell Hurry you guys up, time some, travelers. some totally unrelated stuff that's not about the current political uh, climate, but we have one other advertiser. I believe it's their first time on this show. I'm excited about them. Uh, it's it's Movement Watches, and they've they've sent yes. us watches. Yes, and uh, I got the Patriot from them, which is a, a pretty cool watch with a red, white, and blue uh, canvasy band uh, of some sort. I I love it. It's very cool looking. It's got three. Uh, it's got the main watch face plus two others. It's it's a very cool watch. But this is a company, Movement Watches, started by two broke college kids who wanted to wear stylish watches but couldn't afford them. So they started their own watch company. Uh, you know, I, I, as you may know, I've built startups. I, mm-hmm. I've been a part of a couple of them. So I, I can empathize. I can I can admire even maybe more passionately how cool it is what they've done because this is now a successful company. Movement Watches started just $95. At a department store, you're looking at 400 to 500 bucks. Oh, yeah. Movement figured out that by selling online, they could cut out the middleman. God, I hate middlemen. And retail markup, eliminate that too. Thus, providing the best possible price. It's a classic design, quality construction, and styled minimalism. And they have sold over half a million watches in more than 160 countries. You can get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to movementwatches.com slash TTCA. Here's the thing. Movement's not spelled the way you think. It's M-V-M-T, which are all consonants in movement, but not all of the consonants. M-V-M-T-watches.com slash TTCA. The watch has a really clean design. Seriously, uh, I have worn it several times, and I have gotten a compliment every time I've worn it, and that is a fact. Um, I got a compliment when I went out to dinner. Got a compliment when I was at a poker night with some friends. I got a compliment at band practice, so chew on that, people. Now is the time to step up your watch game. Go to MVMT twatches.com slash ttca join the movement one time one time at band camp lex got complimented on his watch it's true mm-hmm. i want to just share one and i think it's apropos uh my girlfriend had a dream please about watches and she was or that that she was happy that i had my movement watch because it wasn't it didn't need to be charged like my my apple watch does oh. and that that the coming zombie apocalypse we were going to be okay because mm-hmm. i had a watch mm-hmm. that didn't She's require right. charging so, yep. You know, it's a gorgeous watch, by the way. I love it. So, I think I had mentioned to you guys, I know John Moulton and I just talked about it on the rebound this week, but I think I'd mentioned to you recently the, uh, the Raspberry Pi setup I've done for old school video game emulation. Yes. Yep. Did we talk about this. And mm-hmm. so, the kids have really now gotten well, into several games. The kids are loving NBA Jam. They are really liking some of the classic Mario games. Uh, there's a little bit of Marble Madness happening in the house. Ooh. How and do you then, do that without a trackball? Is, well, Marble Madness was a Nintendo game. Like, you just played with a controller. Like, that was it. You you arrowed around the, you know, you huh. you joysticked around where the ball would go. It oh, sucks. with your D-pad. It's a very difficult. <laughs> yeah, D-pad. That's the one. Um, it was always a, You do it a like an animal, D-pad. basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard. Mm-hmm. But... Um, this was their first, I couldn't believe this, but this game, this emulation setup was their first exposure to Tetris. 
Uh, wow. Oh, really? I was playing classic Nintendo Tetris. Sometimes I'll do Super Nintendo Tetris, but I actually prefer the classic Nintendo Tetris. And it's like they had never seen it before. And they were like, oh, that looks like Blockus, which is a board game that has Tetris-esque pieces that you have to fit into a board. And I'm like, yeah, this, this is way before that, though. And they're super into it. Uh, I will say Liam is really bad at it. <laughs> like really bad loves it and is like it is probably his worst video game by far because he's pretty he can defeat these are all these are all one player on. right yes yeah nba jam is, is multiplayer but tetris is a, a, actually i think super nintendo tetris you can do two player we haven't done that but liam like uh does not understand any of the strategy of tetris doesn't really rotate <laughs> just yeah just like, drops the block you're, you're trying to coach like hey you're spinning yeah. only so like oh let me let me spin around four times hey look now it was before and he does most <laughs> of his building right in that center column not mm-hmm. a great tetris fan, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they just they just love it and yeah. uh it's i don't know i yeah. am really enjoying bonding with my kids over classic video games it's there's something about it that just feels really fun for me see uh, the, my problem is a lot of these games i missed so I don't know how to play many of them. <laughs> so, um, it'd be, that's that's a little bit of a problem. I've been, so I've been toying around with it on just on my computer um, using uh, name. What's the one that you guys recommended? Open Emu. Right. Um, Are you using the keyboard as your computer? Yeah. I mean, as your keyboard as your yeah, controller. Yeah. 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 So, that but I've been voice. looking into Raspberry Pi three, um, which has four USB ports. I believe. Mm. Is that yes. right? Um, and so, which controller did? You, you did you get or did you have one i'm so, i i got a raspberry pi for this purpose yes but which did you did you have a controller already oh no i did not i got a controller i got a usb controller when i first bought it and then days later i bought a bluetooth controller as well okay will it work and with like, like a ps3 or whatever or yeah it you just the the software that you use on the raspberry pi uh whose name is emulation station i believe um lets you yes. configure pretty much any controller uh you just it says okay push whatever your up button is and now push your down button and okay. if your controller doesn't have it you can skip them but it, it'll map to pretty much any controller yeah you could literally connect a keyboard and and use that if you were so inclined it would be dumb but you could do it so there's basically there's a um you can get a Raspberry Pi 3 kit for like 75 bucks um, on Amazon. My, and then and then there's a, um, the controller is like 18. Hmm. I'd go with a Sony controller. Those things are nice, like a PlayStation. Oh, I, I'm using Super Nintendo-esque controllers. My total outlay was uh, about $100 yeah. um, between the computer and, and the controllers and everything else. But it's, it's been great. It's, it's a lot of fun. This isn't your stand-up arcade game. No, this is separate. But separate. I clearly have an affinity for old-school video games. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's, this is separate. So the, there's still the arcade machine downstairs. So don't worry. You can be on either of the, you know, the basement floor or the first floor, and you will find some old video <laughs> Are games. there so enough entertainment worry. options in your house is what we want to know. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Oh, my God. Um, do you Probably. play that in the home theater? I think you or are. Is that... <laughs> I think you're, you're suddenly being modest. <laughs> <laughs> uh no it's all good everything's fine here um okay i don't know I, but i gotta say but, 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 retro video games this is not <laughs> super retro but it's kind of retro and that is marvel versus capcom uh the playstation 4 4 version finally shipped a while ago and i uh there was a special so i bought it and my girlfriend's youngest was like can we play marvel versus catcom not capcom <laughs> catcom and i had a <laughs> I thought that was very cute, first of all. Second of all, uh, that I think an all-cat 
Capcom hero thing would be awesome. Uh, and third, she's really good. Hmm. Okay. That's good. Uh, she won, is what I'm saying. A lot. Oh, nice. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Hank has been, we, you know, we got the Xbox One, and he's been really enjoying um, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare, mm. uh, which he's pretty good at. And, you know, we both, we, we it mostly, I can't even, don't even know if there are other games, but the one that we play is, I think there are, but the one that we play is like a capture the flag thing. Mm. And, you know, and he probably wins about half and I win about half. So um, he's good. We, <laughs> it was an interest. <laughs> I kind of screwed up the other day because he just turned 13. And when you turn 13, you you can play teen games. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I had heard that there were some Halo games that were, I, <laughs> that were teen. And, um, mm-hmm. and I didn't really look into it close enough. And I thought, well, I guess he can play Halo now. <laughs> And so I thought, well, I've got the original Halo and I could put it on an old Mac upstairs if he wants to try it. So I get, we we go up to the my office and we get an old Mac out and we start we start loading it up and he starts playing it and I'm looking at the box and it says M. Mm. <laughs> like, uh wait a minute, which Halo games are teen? <laughs> Cuz this isn't one of them. <laughs> and apparently so there's like the overhead, there's like two different kinds. I mean, there's the first person shooter games which are apparently mature and then there's um the overhead games where you're kind of moving little soldiers around and, and uh, they consider those teen. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though you're basically doing the same thing, you're not in that it's, it's, you're directing somebody else. It's, I think it's a sort of separation where you're directing somebody else to do it as opposed to doing it yourself. Right. Um, And maybe that's the, that's the logical difference there between the two. But um, anyway, so I let him play for a little while and I was like, okay, let's close this up. (laughs) (laughs) I've, um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I had a friend who had a kid. I remember when the, the uh, N64 came out and there was Goldeneye? That was like, kind of like the fun first-person shooter. That was the big and, one. And he had his uh, son, who was, I think, four or five, playing that game. And all he wanted yeah. to do was go in the toilet and shoot the toilet. That was his fun <laughs> That was what yeah, he didn't I mean, want to kill kids, anybody. Just shoot the toilet. Who Hank knows who played um, Grand Theft Auto. Um, no, we're we're like we're just we're, that game is not coming into this house ever. So don't don't even think about it. Yeah, that's the it's one cool. where was, you you have a, a lap dancer come in and like you gotta. Oh yeah, there's all kinds. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can just like straight up kill people. You know, mm-hmm. I, I love the death. concept of Grand Theft Auto in the sense that it was like a. I, I'm sure there's a term for it. But, you know, the, that huge explorable world where you could just drive around and interact with anything. And yeah. I was like, I'm not going to play that kind of a game. And there were two games that I discovered that I hoped would recreate some of that experience, but not be. Uh, offensive to me. One was, I think it was a a GameCube game that was uh, a Simpsons game actually, and you could oh, drive yeah. around as any of the Simpsons. And yes, stuff. and it was it was good but not great. It was okay but not great. Um, it was fun to play, but it was very repetitive. Um, it was funny, uh, but not awesome. And then there was a game that I had seen some article years ago recommend that was like, hey, here's a great open world style game uh, that's not at all violent, um, or that's not at all. Uh, offensively violent it was the bully series i believe now they put them on ios um but it it was a game where you're like i i think i can't remember if you're the bully or if you're trying to defeat the bully i think you are the bully <laughs> i think that's in a world game you have to be an <laughs> asshole of some sort um but uh it was uh i don't know it was it was interesting again i do like that concept of uh you know those giant open worlds to explore but i will say i'm very bad at them <laughs> 
I think it's the bad sense of direction. Like I just constantly oh, yeah. like, hey, go oh, here. Firewatch was like that. Firewatch was like yeah. that. Oh my I god. I still haven't played Firewatch because I'm yeah. super nervous about getting lost constantly. There's a map, and I got much lost. I got that. lost a few times, but there's a map. I mean, you know, you can. You then that was kind of Hank's up. big problem with with Halo. It's like he just didn't know where to go. Okay. He wasn't terrible at the shooting part. <laughs> it was it like was the... he just kept getting lost. Yeah, I, 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 which is frustrating for me because you know you're looking over your shoulder and you're like go left, no, no, not that one, the other one. I played Firewatch three times. I played once for myself, once with my girlfriend's oldest, and once with my 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 oldest. And, um, their response to the game was really interesting, but, but the, I could not, there were two locations of the game where I got completely turned around and it was so frustrating. And even the map, it'd be like, I'd start walking and it'd be like, and it, the problem was, is that they were at like a key part of the map and I would always, oh, I was so frustrating. And so I, I learned the key for the map, the little speedy key for map, instead of like having to mouse it through the HUD, it yeah. was, uh. <laughs> the speed key for the map was very, very helpful. It's worth it, though. It's a, I think it's a worthy yeah. game to play. It's worth supporting. I think it's great. I think it's a great game. Yeah. Uh, Simpsons Tapped Out. Is that the game you're talking about? That's Lex? the one. Simpsons Tapped Out. Oh, okay. The one. Yeah, Hank played that for a while. Um, it was fun. Yeah. This I mean, game is yeah, life the, the, ruining. It's, you're fun. mostly playing to hear the characters say stuff. And oh no, I'm sorry. Simpsons Tapped Out. That was the iOS game. This was this was yes. an N64 game. So no, oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not going to say yes to Tapped Out anymore. Okay. Oh. Um, uh, GameCube. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you though. It's called The Simpsons Road Rage. Oh, it was like a cart kind of. <laughs> right. Yeah. It really was. No, no. It's it's not a cart game. It's it was designed as a parody of, um, the or the the Grand Theft Auto games. Like it was a very. Oh. oh. You go around. You jack cars, and you. <laughs> Uh, interact with Simpsons characters, and you can play from as one of thirty different Simpsons characters. Oh, that does sound fun. Hank and I got into these these weird games. Um, I'm gonna have to find who what the company is that makes these, but they're these um, the Japanese come, Hap Inc. Um, and the best one, and by best, I, I'm using that one um, that term loosely. It's called Game Hidden by Mom, <laughs> and it's basically you're just like. It's one of those things where you tap around and then you have to like do different things in different orders and get things, use things on other things to get them to move and stuff like that. And you're trying to find your, it's basically a Nintendo DS that your mom is hidden because you're playing it too much. <laughs> but like some of the things that you do and so like, and so, you know, if you tap the wrong thing, your the mom will come out and you know, you're busted and the game is over. Um, the level is over and you have to start again. <laughs> But some of the places that the mother comes out from are really hysterical. And now there's a there's a there's a follow up. Um, there's a second game hidden by mom because I think that is their um, that that was their most successful. Uh, and they have a whole bunch of other ridiculous games, and some of which don't even really work right. <laughs> like the tapping, the tapping seems off. And but um, game hidden by mom is, is just stupid and fun. Um, and then has like these very like point sort of poignant endings um so uh, I, and they're they're free um they have ads um but uh but they're good and uh and apparently there'll be um a follow-up to they mm. tease a follow-up to to game hidden by mom too so <laughs> look for a game hidden three sometime soon okay <laughs> Is that um is it goat simulator level Were of you paid to do that just now? No, I know I should have been, but um, are you suitcasing? I I can't, are you suitcasing on the I show? I can't um I can't take yen. 
anymore. <laughs> I had to close I'm, down my uh, my currency you're, exchange. <laughs> you're, you're all Bitcoin now. You're just doing straight Bitcoin. <laughs> chickens, actually. Mm. As of tomorrow, it's going to be chickens only. <laughs> Gold. <laughs> Silver. Right. I'm only, I'm only, as of tomorrow, I'm only trading intangible objects. Eggs. Yep. It's like, uh, it's like Agricola. Well, fellas, it's been nice, uh, podcasting. Yeah. So are you, are you, are you taking the kids? I guess. Yep. Not my, my birth children, yeah. but my girlfriend's too. Right. Yes. Right. Right. Uh, you and know, then, um, I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, her mom's going too. So it's like a multi-generational. Oh, it's a whole family event. Yeah. yeah. We, um, uh, you know, I saw the Girl Scouts of America are participating in the inaugural parade or march, whatever it is. Uh-huh. And uh, my girls are currently selling Girl Scout cookies. By the way, hit me up if you want them, and always be selling. And but they, uh, <laughs> uh, but I, they encountered some political pushback from people when they were selling door to door. Like, we're not buying Girl Scout cookies because the Girl Scouts are participating in the inaugural parade. And my kids are like, we're ten and eight. <laughs> like, we did, <laughs> We had like we're trying to learn about selling cookies and uh, do good deeds. So that's stop being part of the hate machine. Yeah, <laughs> the, the woman screams in their face. Thanks, Obama, and slams the door. That didn't happen, but it was, uh-huh. they really did have they did have pushback. So it was interesting. Mm. Do you, Lex, country? Have you, <laughs> Lex? Have you said to them? Have you pointed at the at the coffee machine and said, "Coffee is for closers"? <laughs> uh, yes, I do tell my kids that a lot. Okay. I want to make sure. Important. We had Alec Baldwin in our studio at work a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a week and a half ago, he was on the Katie Gorg podcast and promo. And mm-hmm. uh, did you get paid? Yeah. I did not uh, speak to him at all, and it took a lot of willpower. Mm. Why? Because right. I, I why didn't I speak to? Him? Well, you just I, wanted to honestly, latch onto his leg. I would have had to go out of my way to speak to him. Yeah, um, I had no. Like he, he was kind of in and out. He was late to the session. He had to leave as soon as it was over. It was a whole thing. Uh, and so I was like, I'm just gonna leave him alone. But like, I'm such a fan of uh, some of the things he does, yeah. particularly his voice. But I like yes, him. his like voice him. work. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Sweaty balls, as I'm assuming story. what you're going to talk about. Mm. I don't. By the way, one more thing before we go. Just mm. uh, once the kids are in bed and you're like, what can I do? I have to say I'm a fan of two stupid game shows currently on ABC. One of them is hosted by Alec Baldwin. It's a remake of the match game and it's funny because the contestants they get are stupid and the talent they get is funny. Uh, so if you remember the classic match game, they're using like basically the same set. Alec Baldwin's holding a microphone that's 15 feet long. Yes. It's, it's funny. Um, the, but the, seriously, they put out a casting call. I think for, are you very, very dumb? Mm-hmm. come be on our game show like uh, last night i watched an episode where i, I have a pause now but it's more than two-thirds through the game and the score is tied zero to zero <laughs> <laughs> it's it's amazing which, which uh, is which is match game again what's the premise of that i can't there's remember there's a panelist of six celebrities who give answers and you're the contestant also gives an answer and his the contestant's hope is that some of the celebrities will match the contestant's oh, answer. Oh, right, right, right. So it's like, yeah. holy blank, and then the contestant exactly. would pick shit yeah. and then hope that one of the celebrities or more would have written also yeah. shit. Also said right. shit, right, exactly. And then they all, they all write fuck. Most of the <laughs> setups are jokes and the contestants have no sense of humor. Mm. It was like, I can't remember exactly what it is, but like, as you know, um trying to think of it, but they're like, you know, hey, uh, um, I got a new robot. 
uh, for my marriage. I have sex with my wife, but the robot has to blank with her. And so like, you can get what the jokes might be. Like, I think some of the answers were cuddle or talk. And the person's like, um, make dinner. It's like, no, what do you know? That's <laughs> right, no, right. that's not funny. Uh, so that's one. And the other one is big fan hosted by Andy Richter. These are also all paid spots, by the way, but <laughs> the big fan show on ABC. The idea is they get like, I just saw an episode with Kristen Bell. They find three of the biggest Kristen Bell fans on the planet. And what's my funny God. about this show is how insane these fans are. And like, oh they've, they've sent homemade videos where they're in front of their Kristen Bell shrines. They're talking about how they know her. They compete in a trivia game against each other. The winner of that trivia game, now competes against Kristen Bell in Kristen Bell trivia to see who knows more about Kristen Bell, <laughs> Kristen Bell or her fan. And the fans win like 98% of the time. It is <laughs> creepy and hilarious. The, my favorite part each time though is the fan rushes out to meet Kristen Bell or whoever the celebrity is and all three of them do this one by one and they like go crazy over the celebrity and Andy Richter's there and he's like, I'm Andy by the way. And like none of them give a shit about Andy Richter and then it's comedy gold. <laughs> It's really funny. Oh, man, I used so to love kids. Um, those, those games in the 70s, those, those shows. God, yeah, I match, watched a lot of that. Match game was in particularly, like, I, I learned to look up a lot of words in the dictionary based on some of the back and forth <laughs> between uh, Charles mm-hmm. Nelson Riley and what's her name? Always, yeah. um, the yeah. big glasses lady. Giant glasses. Like, mm, ridiculous. Right, uh, right. Brett Summers. I can't remember her name either. Brett Summers. Brett Summers? Oh, Brett Summers? No, I was thinking of an older woman. Wasn't there like a... No, no, not not what's her name Summers, the Brett Summers. Uh here, I'm Wikipediaing you Brett Summers right now. Okay. All right. Uh, anyway. Oh yeah, you mean Brett Summers. Her glasses are gigantor. Yep. You're right. Boom. Well, I think we've learned a lot about oh, yeah. parenting You're today. Right. So right. thanks for our listeners. Thanks mm-hmm. to the dads. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. And uh assuming we're still legally permitted, we'll have another episode next week. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not saying what I'm hoping for one way. Yeah. <laughs> you think it might be an improvement if we weren't? <laughs> I'm going to start recording now. <laughs>